You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hubie-Dooby-Doo podcast, podcast, podcast. Okay, man, I needed some good news in the fucking worst kind of way. It's been a rough two, three weeks. Everybody's leaving. Everything's falling apart. This, this, this. Everybody's fucking, we're like, blow this shit up. It's over. And then fucking Brad pulls off a fucking blockbuster. Brad has had a few blockbusters, has he not? I mean, the, ha- the Ducky Hamilton trade. Both Ducky Hamilton trades. Yeah, the really? first one, the second one, this now. I mean, if you're looking at short term, Calgary fucking, Brad Trudeau did very well. I mean, obviously there's question marks long term, we'll get into it, but give me your uh, first, first reaction. I was playing hockey on the ice and the rink rat, I wear a flame jersey when I'm playing. So he knows I'm a flames fan. So he came over. He's like, dude, you got to hear what's happening. Chucky's getting traded to fucking Florida. And he's like, it sounds like it's Huberto and someone else. And he's like, there's no way. There's no way they're getting Huberto. So you know, all of the, he came back 10 minutes later when it was confirmed. Dude, I'm excited. Everybody's excited. Just when you're like, okay, our organization, our team, this is it. Who, what other team are we going to cheer for now? Because this is the most depressing time since for fucking a long time. But there's been a lot of depressing times in Flames fans. But now the interest has been restored. I'm excited again for this season. I'm hopeful again for this season. Um, we'll get into the breakdown of player for player and how they fit into the lineup and what we can expect next season. But first off, initial reaction. <laughs> Well, they, uh, it's exactly that, right? It's like it's like you're on the brink of death. Yes. And then you literally just like freaking stand up and slay the slay the dragon. It was fucking crazy, dude. Like it has been the most depressing two weeks oh. I can remember yes. as a fan, like ever. Like Same. honestly, like I think so because probably in the past when there's been times that have been that depressing where we were too young to be like you mean give a shit right well, in my lifetime as a flames fan well except for oh four like, like maybe the the week after they lost the cup in oh four like maybe yeah. then yeah and then the next season when fucking yeah everything just fucking turned to shit but still this is so fresh this is yeah like it was just like i it's literally like bradshaw living freaking pulled the biggest rabbit out of the smallest hat it was like i i'm having trouble putting into words like 
because to trade Kachuk too, right? Like that's why this was such a freaking gut punch. It was like, hey, you lose Gaudreau. Yep. And then you, the fan favorite savior is like, yeah, I'm peace out too. To to be able to turn this into a positive is like literally like freaking water into wine shit. It's just, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it so I'm, is. Like I'm sitting there because I think somebody tweeted out like Kachuk to Florida. And then you're sitting there going like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, it must be like maybe they're doing Lundell and there's got to be some cap involved. So like must be maybe somebody who's making a bit of money coming back the other way. And then you get like the Huberto. You're like, holy fuck. And then we are. And there's like, holy fuck. And a first. Yeah. What? Fuck this, I had to check like 10 times. to And see, a blue like, chip. Yeah. And a blue chip. And, yeah. And this prospect kid who sounds like he's pretty good. Um, I had to check like at least 10 times to make sure this was like real. I, I was like, hey, is this a fake account? What the fuck? There's got to be more to this. It's like, hey, it's Kachuk. And somebody like, what do we get? What's the deal here? And like, you, you remember like the Hall Larson trade was like one for one. It's like, there's not more coming back. It's like, that's how I feel like Florida is probably feeling, right? I mean, listen, I think we'll get into it, but I think it's, I think it's a better trade for the Panthers than some people might initially think just looking at what they gave up. But like, well, they're, dude, they're being proactive, right? Because yeah, like, both these, both these guys are in expiring contracts. And they just locked down a fucking beast entering his prime. And maybe they just realized, okay, what's it going to cost to reassign Huberto and Uyghur? And I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, they, they're right was... up against it to the cap. They, they were taking a move that's proactive down the line. Like you said, getting guy who's in his prime cost controlled a little bit. Like they yeah. were going to have, they were going to have to pay Huberto or lose him. So I think, maybe, it, I think maybe. it's a win-win for both teams, but Dude, it's a like you're... capital W-I-N for the Flames who like, I, I can't remember having such an emotional swing over the span of a week and a half. No, exactly. Because the, when the ring rat first came, he first just said, Kachuk to Florida. That was it. And then I went out and I'm sit. he left. He's like, I'll let you know when I hear who it's for. I'm sitting there on the, the play on three and three. So you only got like two minutes on the bench. Sitting there on the bench, I'm like, this is the worst day. This is the worst time of my life right now. Like every, you know, fucking, it just sunk in. It's just like it happened. Now Kachuk's gone too. It's just that deepest. Because yeah. that was it. First thing you heard was Kachuk to Florida. And you're like, fuck, this is, we're done. This is over. And then he comes back. Dude, for Hubert it's like, no, it's, yeah. So revitalization. Um, mega, honest to God, mega kudos to Brad. Props to Brad. I mean, we've been fucking uh, wanting to to kill him. I have been at least. I think you probably have to, because you almost let this get to a point where it was dead. You almost let the fucking thing turn into a corpse. This is a massive save of epic proportions. It's this like- is this is literally the, the fucking. Team, you're, the team is it was drowning, and then they're lifeless. The team's lifeless in the pool, just floating lifeless. And then I guess it's Brad comes out, pulls the team out, pulls them to the side of the pool, starts fucking resuscitating, right? And it's just like in the movies, it looks like the fucking the the person's dead. They're done, right? And then the resuscitation's not working. It's not working. They pull off. And then, they, you know, the person looks like, oh, my God, this person did all of a sudden 
they come all back of a sudden somebody shows up with some Hawaiian pizza and they and they come back to life and it was the Hawaiian pizza that, that brought them back. He must uh, he must be on the uh, the vegan pizza, you know? <laughs> like he must have switched something up, man. I'll get the well, vegan Hawaiian. Can I get that? What's the hat? There's oh, a, blue, the oh, beyond. It's like be, yeah, the beyond What's the fake or something. Called? Can I get the beyond Hawaiian, <laughs> please? The beyond ham. Unbelievable. What is it? I'm just thinking of Chappelle's skit now. <laughs> beyond pussy. <laughs> that's not blood. That's beet juice. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Right. So yeah, yeah is like, that not what it was? It's like that it, was the thing is too. Like what was it was weird because I was like the initial reaction was like holy shit. Like I wanted to be excited, but like there's this part of me that's like okay what's what's the what's the catch in all this like why why can't i feel full excitement right i like that's that's what i was feeling anyways because coming off of two weeks where we just got royally bent over it was just kind of like hey this can't this is too good to be true what's what's the catch here and i guess i mean the catch probably is the contract status of of huberto and Uyghur because that's the Uyghur like I mean, I Huberto is a like the fact that they traded a hundred point for a hundred point player is mind blowing because like right that's all we've been talking about after we lost to Tro is like you can't replace a guy like that. Brad, yo, like, he, yo, psych we bitch, we just straight, replaced yeah. him. We just straight up replaced Goudreau, which is crazy to think. Like Huberto is just as good as Goudreau. Maybe he's better, and he he's has, fucking, yeah. and he's big. I mean, so, yeah. Like so, if you look at this trade, you replace Goudreau with Huberto. I don't know if it's an upgrade, but it's definitely a wash, right? Dude, in terms of think, offensive honest, ability. Honestly, I think it's an upgrade. If you in ter- on it. a Daryl Sutter team. Yes, exactly. It's probably an upgrade. If you look at that shift where Connor McDavid scores, it's just like, yeah, Johnny is a fucking wizard offensively. And, you know, he's good. He's not shitty defensively, but he's fucking tiny, right? Like his, he can use his small stature to his advantage playing offense, but he can't use it to his advantage playing defense, right? Um, yeah, Huberto, isn't he a beast of a two-way player as well? Well, I don't know. If you look at some of his underlying numbers, his defensive metrics are pretty meh, but I mean, do you remember who our coach is? Dude, I can't wait to see Huberto or Daryl. Like, I mean, How much better is the power play going to be? <laughs> We the thing about the thing and Uyghur, yeah. Is it Uyghur or Uyghur? You're saying Uyghur. I'm saying Uyghur. Is that what I'm saying? I don't fucking know. That's like the the. I think the underrated thing in this is that we got Uyghur. Like I'm saying, I'm saying Uyghur for now. It's probably like a Zadorov, Zadorov type thing. Isn't he a top pairing guy, dude? He is absolutely our best defenseman now. And holy fuck, I think that's what just like because. Okay, you swap out Gaudreau for Huberto. Let's just say that's a wash. Let's say you're fine with that. Then essentially you're swapping out Kachuk for Wegar. I mean, I obviously you're taking Kachuk over Wegar, but it upgrades but the for blue two guys line to an insane degree. And when you factor in two guys that wanted to leave, did not want to play here. Exactly. Like if you treat Matthew Kachuk as a UFA, yeah. essentially next year, you pretty much just got a UFA for a UFA in the next year. You swapped out these guys like. This is a this is a net win for the Flames, considering the circumstances and considering the absolute bullshit we've just had to put up with for the last two weeks. Um, I mean, like you you look at we are and like they haven't. I've been saying this for for years. They they never really replaced Dougie Hamilton's puck moving ability when he left. 
I mean, Noah Hannafin does a pretty good job of it, but I mean, come on, Dougie's elite. Then they lost TJ Brody, which is like, hey, another puck mover gone. Then they lose Geo. It's like, hey, you don't really have any puck moving demon other than uh, Oliver Shillington, who was great last year. So, I, dude, I honestly think like, okay, in the height of my excitement, all I could think was like, under Daryl Sutter, Mackenzie Weegar is going to be a fucking Norris Trophy candidate. Like, yeah. this guy's good. So the fact they got both these guys and a pick, like it was just, and a blue chip. it was, it was a freaking masterclass in, in how to manage your, in how to use cap space. Because is this, is that's this what I was wondering is like, Hey, could the cap space right now is the flames best asset because before the trade happened, of course I was going on a rant because Oliver Bjorkstrand got traded to Seattle yesterday for like nothing. And I mean, obviously Max Pacioretty got traded for nothing. And I'm sitting there going like, hey, what the fuck is Brad doing? There's all these guys who, who are being dumped for nothing just because uh, these teams don't have any cap space. When is he going to get in on it? Boy, did he get in on it. Well, and here's the other thing, too, because we were giving him shit not having a backup plan, which he didn't for Johnny. He didn't, and, but he freaking bucked up, dude. But they did say, Elliot House was reporting that whatever happens, Calgary – and Brad are not going to do anything knee jerk. And, you know, you're sitting there as your fan and you're like, this is fucking terrible because nothing's happening. We've done no additions. All we've done is lost our two best players. Well, and, 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 and there's nothing, but then, like you said, he come, he, instead of a knee jerk, fucking this, this, that, whatever, something is, is super calculated like this, where what a win coming back, at least for now. But, Again, I think this is full marks for Brad. Well, is this, just, is this his best move as a GM? Oh, without a doubt. Right. I mean, does, does again, this restore your faith in him a bit? Where's your faith level now? Oh, for sure. Right. Because the faith like, meter was at zero. Where is it now? It's it's back to where it was probably heading into the offseason, um, where I was like super stoked for next year. Because essentially, where you're at now is. I mean, I think you're on pretty equal footing in terms of the, the roster because you just lost two superstar players, but you got a superstar back and you got pretty close to a star defenseman back. So now that the roster is balanced, <laughs> balanced out of it, it's like, hey, yeah, I can, I can be happy with this. But well, I think the thing with you're sitting there waiting for Brad to do something is that we've seen him kind of do that. But I think that's where the freaking like, hey, are you going to do anything, dummy? came yeah. from is like we've seen him do that before right it's like this, yeah. the year they lost geo it's like hey he didn't do anything what are you doing it's like that year that um after 2018 2019 they have the best season ever and all off season we're waiting for a move nothing right so we've seen that before so i think that was percolating it's like here we fucking go again no knee-jerk reactions means sign and then combine that with all like oh you're signing kevin rooney you're signing all these guys we've never heard of yep. here we go again um, so that's where that frustration came from. But I mean, dude, this is, this is Bradshaw living's best move as a flames general manager because of the circumstances of where this fan base is at. Like we needed a win so bad. It's not even funny. I can't like, remember where you were saying it. it was either on the last podcast or on your Instagram stories where you're like, okay, Brad's just hit it. How many fucking, you know, yeah, he's grounded. He need, he's grounded I, out. Yeah, it's it's the bottom of the ninth. The bases are loaded. You're down by fucking three. 
he needs to hit a walk-off grand slam in order to fucking revitalize anything. Now, here's where I think I think he just did, but it went right over the fucking foul post, and the play is under review. Yeah, correct. Right? Very because we'll see how this turns out. He could just be right back into the exact same situation by the end of next season. So we'll see what the future holds in terms of what's going to happen with these guys' contracts, both Uyghur and Huberto. And if you do lose them for nothing, then essentially you just lost Johnny Gaudreau and Kachuk for nothing. Well, I guess you still got your first and a prospect. But if these two guys end up walking, yeah, it could be another massive failure. So well, that's what I'm that's what tempered was tempering my because I was looking for like, hey, what is the catch in all this? What is temper? I was like, okay, both of them are UFAs. Like my assumption, and again, you never know because it is Brad. We just we just got burned by Johnny Gaudreau after Brad was telling us if Craig Conroy comes on, done deal, right? It's done deal, walks. Yep. So my assumption is they have some kind of knowledge of Huberto's intentions and and had did their homework, did their homework a little bit and that must have confirmed something and in indicating some uh some intention on his camp's part to sign. But like I said, all we heard for a year was how it was a done deal. Johnny was coming back and he walked. So this will come down to if one or both of them re-signs. I know everyone's like, oh, you could trade him at the deadline. Dude, like that's kind of like the same argument you could make about Johnny Gaudreau. It's like, here, first in the division, you're ripping it up. There's no way you're trading Johnny Gaudreau. I imagine with Huberto and Wegar, we're back in the division title conversation. Absolutely. They're not trading him at the deadline unless things go horribly awry. So you would think Brad gets like, I, I'm hoping to hear very soon extensions. And I mean, the other thing on that too is like, Hey, they're both almost 30. It's always going to be risky extending guys like that. But at this point, I don't care. It's just like, you've got to extend them. <laughs> so good, good analogy. It's, you know, it's like that freaking grand slam looks like it's, it's heading out of here, but we have to wait. To see the play is under review. Exactly. We have to wait to see to judge this fully because. Yeah. yeah. Basically, the crowd has. It's like scoring the overtime goal. Yeah. And all the fucking players come on the ice, crowd's going nuts, and then the play is in a review, right? So Exactly. Because. We just, we just went through the emotions of winning, and we know what it feels like. Because but hold on. Yeah. It could be coming back. Because if they do both walk or whatever, you had a chance with Kachuk to stockpile your 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 future, right? Like, I think that's what most of us thought this trade was going to be. I, I I was worried it was going to be very Dion Phaneuf trade-ish, where it's like, hey, we just get a bunch of shit back. Um, in a eight, hope We get eight mediocre players back. Yeah, in a hope to be good again next year. And then I think most people were hoping, and throw me in that camp, we were going to get some a few stud building blocks for the future. Um, it was really neither. It was like... <laughs> We well, got this some was... legit players for next year, but yeah. if they both walk and you squandered a chance to solidify your future with young assets by trading one of the best 24 year old players in the league, that's going to be fucking shitty. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, regardless tree living, just gave himself another opportunity, gave himself another shot. Brad was but just freaking like handcuffed. himself. Yeah. He yeah. was handcuffed bound in a straight jacket in a barrel rolling over Niagara falls. And then he like pops up out of nowhere escaped out of it. It's freaking incredible. Dude, uh, no one, it's funny because, you know, you, you look at Kent Wilson, no, this is what you got to do. You look at pretty much everybody's like, 
No one saw this as a potential. No, we'll just get better. Yeah. Right? That's like, what's no. crazy is like the options before us were K try to make a half ass stay competitive next year trade that you probably won't win because you're trading the best player or trade for futures and start a soft rebuild. Brad's like option C. Yeah. You know, you know what Brad just pulled? It's that scene in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> right. It's the 18th hole. He's down by fucking whatever. And, the you know, all these people are climbing on that lookout thing. It falls onto the green. And the chick goes, okay, happy. Just put it around to put it. We'll take him to the next hole and beat him and beat him on the next hole in extras. And he goes, eh, I'll just beat him now. <laughs> that's, what, that's a brand. Play it as it I'll, lies. I'll, I'll, I'll do the one putt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play it as it lies. I'll do the one putt and fucking through the circus and bucket come out the other end. But, you know, Johnny Gaudreau aside, if you're looking at the truck trade only, we just got better. Yeah, if you can find a way now for Brad to, like, add somebody who um, replaces kind of Kachuk's two-way, because, I, I mean, I don't think Kachuk's going to be a 100-point player. I think you're no. probably going to be disappointed if you're a Florida fan, and he's, but he does, like, he's an incredible two-way player. Although, he might be playing with Barkov. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy good line. Actually, he will be playing with Barkov. Yeah. There's no way Kachuk's not playing top line, right? Dude, how Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk, chilling on the beach with, like, freaking millions in their bank account they're gonna love it um dude the reuniting it, of those two yeah that's something special man florida is gonna be yeah yeah now i like florida now and i oh, like me too and like, like honestly florida. i'm kind of i'm kind of glad that both these guys went on teams who i don't really give a shit about and i can kind of cheer for them a little bit like that's the other thing where this is a huge win on brad's part is like true true the fact you traded a fan favorite and like, not even just a fan favorite, like one of the most special guys to come through this organization in 20, 30 years. And the fan base is like overjoyed stoked. stoked. Like that's insane. That's a rare thing to trade. That'd be like trading Iggy and like getting a bunch of stuff in return and everybody's stoked. Not quite Iggy, but like if Iggy was like 24 and wanted to get the hell out of here. Um, so that alone is a win. But it is kind of sweet that, like, yeah, Columbus and Florida, I can kind of cheer for those teams, two nondescript teams. It is kind of a bummer, though, like, given the kind of guy Kachuk is, that he's, like, not in a high, um, like, like a hockey crazy, yeah, high-profile market. Like, that's kind of a bummer. I think it would have been good for the league if he goes to somewhere like the Rangers or the Kings or something. Like, that would have been good for the league, but. Yeah. I mean, his his tax free dollars and chilling on the beach was probably worth it to him. Like, well, yeah, you could tell you can Matthew Johnny Gaudreau, not a savvy businessman. Matthew Kachuk, savvy businessman. And I guess we should even back this up further because we come on here and we're just talking about the trade, but we haven't discussed what preempted the trade, which is the news from. Matthew Kachuk that he's not re-signing long-term because that was another blow we experienced last week, right? Punch in the nutsack. Yeah. When you're, I don't know if you're, you already get fucking Rochambeau'd. You're on the ground because you're rolling. You're in the most pain you ever felt in your life. You feel like you're going to die because Johnny Gaudreau just left you. And then fucking Matthew Kachuk fucking jumps on your head from the third fucking what third rope, whatever the fuck that's called. <laughs> just absolutely destroys you. And you're just sitting there dead. That's what you're sitting there dead, dead inside. But 
people were talking about this last night, comparing the two players, right? Where Johnny fucks you over unintentionally, but Matthew at least tells you straight up, I'm not signing long-term. And Matthew gives you that ability to do what you just did, right? So it's a different situation. I get it. Because Brad let Johnny get that close to UFA and you were saying, if anything, what you really take away here is you never let somebody get that close because you never know what will happen. Different situation with Chucky, but, you know, he's totally straight up honest. He wasn't like, I'm not sure or I don't want to talk about it or whatever. He just straight up said, I'm not signing long-term, right? Um, so he didn't lead Brad on, didn't leave him hanging, just straight up got in front of it and – look what Brad was able to do because of it. Yeah, it sure, it sure helps. So, and the thing is like, I think with Kachuk, that was always probably going to be like, if you look at this now in, in historical context, this guy set himself up perfectly for his max earnings in the NHL. And to be, dude, like, have you ever seen a, has there ever been the sign-in trade in the NHL? I don't know if there has. Like, this is some NBA shit. So Kachuk gets his massive qualifying offer, which we've been talking about forever, that puts him in a position where he gets to pretty much pick his destination and cash in on a career year. Like, it's just like, <laughs> that's a pretty good piece of work by the Kachuks, man. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I don't know. It's... Like, where are you at with Matthew? Because... People were fucking livid with Johnny. And I guess we haven't even talked about his letter, too. We should yeah. do that at some point. Uh, I think the, le- the oh, letter... Oh, man, so much shit has happened. Holy cow. Well, see, the, the letter came out on the same day that it was announced Kachuk would not be re-signing. So it was like, that day fucking sucked, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I'm still I'm still recovering because it's like, this is the first, the last 12 hours have been, uh, 13 hours have been like, I, I've been a mopey mess for like, a week. So I'm kind of finally feeling back to normal now. So it's weird, but I mean, th- those 24 hours were, were, you know, where you had just lost Gaudreau, the band-aids kind of gets ripped off. He gets that letter. Everybody's all freaking emotional. Then it comes out. Matthew Chuck was not resigning has kind of given a list of teams. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll be open to signing long-term with. You're just like, fucking this. Can you get any worse? And then you're just sitting there imagining, okay, what is this trade going to look like? It's going to be a freaking mess. It's going to be a nightmare. You're looking at the, the depth chart for next year. It's like, <laughs> oh, our top line's Coleman, Lindholm, and Manjapani if they sign him. It's just, like, so depressing. It's been a freaking whirlwind. Well, you had, a, you had something on your Instagram, and it was, what was it, like some roller coaster or some shit? Yeah, that's what it's been like. It's literally been a roller coaster. And I mean, one of those fucking absolutely defying fucking. One of those ones that are probably like illegal now. Like you used to go to Six Flags in like the mid 90s and it wasn't safe at all. And it's like after the 20th person fucking died off it, now they're going to shut it down for life. (laughs) It ups and downs and all around. It was like punches in the face, punches in the guts. eh? And then all to be re fucking vitalized at the end of it. Well, and I still kind of feel like a, a very uh, um, nervous and like insecure, like 
girlfriend or something, hoping that her boyfriend doesn't like leave her like with Huberto right now. Like, that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like, please stay. Like, don't fuck us. Like, I'm still nervous about that. So that emotion is still bubbling up right now, too. Yeah. So I heard, I don't, I don't know if you confirm this or not, but somebody was saying that Huberto waived. He had to waive his no trade or whatever to come to Calgary. So he was yeah, there's partly, partly in control of, of his destination. There's conflicting stuff because the first thing I saw was somebody put out a thing that they later deleted um, that said Huberto was, quote, blindsided by the trade. <clears throat> and that kind of freaked me out because I was well, like, you could still be blindsided. Yeah. Wave, then you end up waving. You're like, OK, fine. So Huberto did have an eight team, no trade uh, eight, not 18, 18, no trade clause. eight team. Oh, my God. Eight team. That's hard to say because you want to say 18. Um, so he had a modified no trade clause that includes eight teams that he could not be traded to. I still don't have confirmation on whether or not the flames were on that. Um, I don't know where you saw that. I, I did Frank tweeted or something. No, I, I didn't. St- I didn't see it. But when I got off the ice, um, they're like, I was chatting with the ring. And there's another Kyger flames uh, fan there. He was saying that he said, yeah, he had, he waved. So I'm not sure where he saw it or if it's accurate or not, but that's just what I heard. If he waved, then it's a huge, 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 huge plus. Um, but I can't seem to figure out. I, I don't think he did. So I think Brad's talking to Steinberg at noon, which is like right now. So I, I'm assuming we might find out then. Um, but that's why that's just my worry right now. Like, okay, you have to get this guy signed. Yeah. He's got to work on extensions for both these fucking like players. he's got to do it before. <laughs> like, could you do it today, please? Like, it'd be nice if at the introductory press conference, they also announced uh, re-signings because that's the other thing too, is like, I was confident heading into this offseason that you were going to be able to sign Gaudreau and Kachuk to long-term deals, regardless of the cap crunch this year. Cause the flames have a, that's the other thing that's pretty masterful about this in terms of cap management is that Hubert only makes 5.9 million this year. And we like under 4 million. So shit, eh? it's like a huge bargain, which works out well this year because this year is the cap crunch year, right? This is the year that the flames are kind yeah, of yeah. strong. But Lucic is done after this year. Monaghan's done. And next year, you're freaking laughing. Like, you have to factor in Lindholm's uh, going to cash in soon. But that's still two years away. So, um, this is like, we're just hopefully just as good, but it's less expensive. And theoretically, you could go out and add a guy. And now you can absolutely get Mangiapane done at the number he wants to get done. Um, so, just a really excellent freaking piece of I, – I know Chris Snow is heavily involved in, like, the contract stuff and the cap management. So, dude, like, that to me is the most impressive part of in all of this. And what's fucking hilarious is even still, Sean Monaghan is the highest paid player. Still. 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 It's hilarious, man. So, um, yeah, like, this is very well done. Um, Lucci just, like I said, next, next year we have, we have lots of money. So currently right now, the flames have a projected $9.3 million remaining in cap space. Still have to sign Shillington. She'll still have to sign Mangiapane. So you could probably work out a trade or, or add maybe one more guy. So frick dude, I, it's just, this is a, if they resign, this is an absolute slam dunk. If they resign, blow me you, away, trade. If they resign, 
the the review is good. It's a fucking walk off grand slam. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're Huberto, because we've been saying it, it sounds like based on Elliot's report that in the Johnny situation, in the Matthew Kachuk situation, part of them wanting to leave Calgary is playing closer to home and probably playing in the United States, right? COVID has played a massive factor in how these players start starting to make their decisions about where they want to live and play and spend majority of their careers. I'm curious, um, you know, Hubert is obviously Canadian. I'm not sure where he's, where he's from in Canada. He's, he's a Quebec guy. So I think that's where he spends all of his off season. Okay. So, but regardless, um, playing in a Canadian market, I mean, this is, I don't know. You and I are different. We're on different sides of the spectrum. You said you'd be the Florida guy. I'd be the fucking put me in the, the most hellish market. Put me in Philly. Like I want to, I, I want that intensity personally. Maybe Huberto's. Dude, I think Huberto's like that. You think that he, yeah, probably he may, he's playing world juniors in Canada. Like yeah. he's grew up in that environment. You go to Florida, dude, just like two seasons ago, just 30 fucking fans in the building. Remember those? Yeah. It was like, it was fucking laughable. There's a Florida game. I, when the flames go, you watch the game, you're like, there's fucking 50 people in the crowd. What is going on? Like the lower bowl is just empty. And sure, when the team gets good and they're playing the playoffs, more people show up, but still completely different environments, right? So we'll see. Um, what Huberto, you know, his experiences in Calgary, you know what it's gonna, you know what it's gonna be like. He's gonna be in a hot market where everybody recognizes him, and maybe he just has something switch and he's like, "Fuck it, this is where I want to be." That would be nice because I don't want this fucking review coming back. And it turns out it's coming back, and then the next at bat, it's a ground out, and you lose the fucking World Series. So, but I'm just saying maybe. Because he is a Canadian and he's been playing in a fucking probably the most boring market in Florida. Is Florida the most boring market? I mean, it's different that they've been competitive and been good. But I mean, how many years has he been there? Uh, he was drafted the same year as Gaudreau. So uh, as long yeah, as Johnny for, Gaudreau, eight years, so 12, 10 years. For 80% of his career, he's playing, been playing in a fucking front of 30 people. Well, I can't confirm this. Somebody. I saw it on a message board somewhere that said he spends some time in the off season, like doing training in Calgary. I can't, I cannot confirm that though. So um, I, I mean, dude, like I, I can't speak for Jonathan Huberto, but it does seem like he seems like the kind of guy who would be stoked to be in a hockey mad market. Doesn't it? Like, uh, well, I, I would think every, yeah, I think everybody would be except for, I guess there are people who don't, but. <clears throat> me, yes. I, dude, I, I'm, I'm yes. with Chucky, dude. I'm like, yo, I'll take my tax free 10, 10 mil, um, just like chill in Miami and be left alone. Uh, I mean, that's that sounds pretty sweet to me, but um, I the one thing that is kind of weird now that it's now that it's happened and it's been it's kind of like a maybe a, a breakup with somebody and then you you with somebody who's way better for you. Not that I'm not that I'm still not bummed to lose Kadro and Kachuk because. I mean, I love those guys, but a new start does kind of feel nice, doesn't it? 
it feels like it feels like there's baggage that has been carried with the Goudreau kind of core for years. And it's like, right. It's like, whenever we lose, it's like these guys can't get it done, blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of like all, all that is gone. There's none of that with this current team anymore. Like Gio's gone. Brody's gone. Johnny's gone. Chuck's gone. It's like, this is a totally different thing. And I, I, you know, change is always weird, but this could be good where it's like, Hey, there's no more baggage from those years anymore. There's no more, um, playoff failures there's no more disappearing in the playoff act shit right it's just like this is a totally new dynamic this is a totally yeah. new group um this is a totally fresh start combine that with daryl bond the bench and it kind of feels like it kind of almost feels relieving i feel like a, i feel like i'm relieved almost which seems weird right it's like I, I feel like I've wanted Gaudreau and Chuck to succeed for so long and they just had kind of their group hasn't really been able to do it. It's like we can kind of just mentally move on from that stage, which kind of feels relieving. It sounds fucking weird, but it's, I think it's true. Yeah. There's no past expectations lingering over you right. going into, going into a new season. We're just like, okay, well, I mean, you know, we did see the bit Johnny's limited with how much he can do in the playoffs due to his size. And we've always gone to bat for him and said, no, no, he's capable. Just fucking, if he, he needs people around him, you know, to support. I think we saw exactly that. I think we saw exactly what Johnny can do in the playoffs. He can be a game breaker, but he's not necessarily going to, put a stamp on every he can't dominate a series right yeah it's not like mcdavid or, or mcdavid nobody's like mcdavid but even like kale mccarr like mckinnon versus us, us that year where it's like hey one guy won the series for them yeah if five straight games right whereas johnny he can even look at the dallas series right like manji upani won us one game and chucky and johnny won us game seven the rest of the games were just you know team wins right and i guess that's all i'm kind of saying is that i to some extent i agree with the whole size argument i really do even though johnny finds a way because he's a fucking wizard but it gets that much more difficult come playoff time um this the huberto exchange replacement i think is going to be very interesting to watch because from a skill perspective, they're pretty close. I mean, obviously they have a different skill set, but point production, what they can do offensively, they're pretty similar. Yeah. But Huberto has the size, right? I mean, he's he's not an easy guy to stop. And he's a better skater than Chucky. Right? It's not like, like oh yeah. Chucky, Chucky I mean it's easier to stop Chucky because he's probably going to fall down <laughs> or try to go between his goddamn legs. So I don't know. Like it's going to be, you know, what's nice. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah. It's not going to, I'm not dreading the season anymore. Exactly. I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to unfold. I have a lot of optimism because like you said, you just lost Johnny and Chucky and you replaced them with Huberto and Uyghur under Daryl. Daryl can work with this. This team should compete. 
I would expect them to make the playoffs again. As long as here's the thing though, like as long as mentally, and this is why I thank God we have Daryl, because you got to think that Kachuk deciding not to sign long-term was a domino from Gaudreau leaving. If well, Gaudreau, yeah, if Francis wrote an article today that said, no, that wasn't a factor at all, but come on, it, come was, on. it was a factor. If Johnny resigns, Chucky probably resigns. That would be my guess, unless there's something totally different going on, right? But where was everybody else at? What, where has Lindholm been? Yeah. Where is he at mentally when Johnny's gone, now Chucky's gone? Lindholm's probably like, holy fuck. Where, where might work? Could I maybe go next? Because, like, you know? So, obviously, this is a big resurgence mentally for everybody on the team, bringing in two fucking top echelon guys. So, I think that helps. I think it helps you got Daryl there. That might be my only concern because if either Uyghur or Hubert or both aren't totally bought in to committing to Calgary, you know, they're in a, they're in a, contract year so they're probably going to put their best foot forward but you would like to see the the cohesiveness of everybody getting on the same page and wanting to win together well yeah probably another probably another reason why it's so important to get them signed yeah because like yeah, exactly. you, you, you dropped the puck on opening night with okay f- he's still unsigned i i think everybody is in that state where it's like hey we're, we're uncertain Exactly. We just saw what happened with Johnny. He just pulled the yep. same thing. So I think it's essential to get him signed ASAP. So because of that, I'm going to go ahead and say Brad doesn't resign. Get him, get him resigned for the season. <laughs> because I, you think you're right, dude. It's probably too good to be true. It's just still Brad Trulin we're talking about. But we'll see I, I will be really curious to see what he says today. But like, I'm just like, I'm just like, it's kind of like, fighting a war where it's like, Hey, I get a day of mental relief. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, just for today, I know I, I know I have the re-signing to worry about later, but like today I'm just like glad I don't have to wake up and be like, fuck, I hate the flames. Why did they, why do they suck as an organization? So uh, I'm just going to take, I'm going to take this as a little win for 10 minutes and then we'll, we'll see what happens. So have you looked at the cap? Uh, situation yeah with, so where are we at do we have room to add more right now so currently the flames have a projected 9.3 million dollars in cap space as per cap friendly like i said it's pretty uh it's pretty crazy to be able to replace um what Gaudreau brought to the team with a guy who not only makes less than what Gaudreau was making previously but about like half he, his his current cap it is 5.9 million dollars jonathan huberto so um, that's a huge win. Mackenzie Wegar makes 3.3 million, I believe 3.25. So he's like our fifth low highest paid defenseman, which I think he's our best. I think he's our top pairing guy now. Um, so the flames do get some cap save cap savings out of all this which is crazy. So right now, $9.3 million, um, in projected cap space, they still have to sign Andrew Mangiapane, who is going to arbitration. They still have to sign uh, Oliver Shillington, who's going to arbitration. So that'll eat up at least probably more than half that. Um, I'm assuming Andrew Mangiapane's agent has kind of been doing some media rounds during all this, saying that, yeah, he's totally willing and wanting to re-sign long-term. I would be blown away if they didn't sign Mangiapane long-term. I'm thinking somewhere in the 5 to $6 million 
AAV. So that eats up about half. Shillington, I'm not sure. I don't think he's getting anything super long-term or super expensive. So I, I think you still do have some room to, to tinker and add some guys. I don't think you're probably adding Nazem Kadri for $8 million, but um, I'm sure you could find somebody else to add. Because, yeah, I think... Well, if you why, can, why, what if you could dump Lucic? If you can dump Lucic, then huge game changer. Then you can add a big boy. Why could you imagine if at the end of this, if the he, end of all this, dude, let's say you extend this would be fuck. This would be the, the greatest resurgence of all time. You extend Huberto and Uyghur, then you drop Lucic and you bring in a Godry. Godry. Dude, if Brad Living pulls that shit off, you will literally suck his dick. Well, no, but <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically, you're doing everybody. It. Uh, uh, there's enough people already doing that, so I, I can refrain from that. But um, I'll pat them on the back as they do it. That's for sure. You give his balls a duck at least. Yeah, right? that's right. Um, that would be huge. Because if he, I still think you would like to replace again, I don't think I think people are undervaluing what Chuck brings. They're not undervaluing it, but to like just kind of like, oh yeah, we're we're fine now. It's like you're you're still lost a guy yeah. who's an elite yeah. two way player. He's not a probably a hundred point guy without Johnny Joe, but you still would like to replace some of that what he does for you up front and in the D zone. So if you could find a guy who just got, like, and I think Mangiapane's expanded role will help uh, bridge that gap. But if you can find another guy who can solidify the top six, I don't know about Kadri at his price point that he probably wants, but like, Hey, if you're going for it, go for it. What if, uh, I mean, if you get Kadri to sign a one-year deal, it feels I mean, like he, he's, he's holding out for, for a massive contract probably. Yeah. He's but, probably holding out for Colorado to maybe try to make room for him too. But if no one else can come to the plate and do that, I guess, why would he sign one year and, Calgary, you probably do it somewhere else. But anyways, um, the point is, you still have a bit of potential. Like, why would you hang on to Lucic for another season? Yeah, and we've heard some if, rumble- we've heard some rumblings that they've found maybe somewhere to get rid of him. Like, do it. You have. To- Let's do it, dude. Let's freaking if, go for it, man. Yeah. If Brad actually did that, you know what that'd be? That would be K. The uh, video review was inconclusive. You gotta you gotta repitch it. And then you fucking hit it another home run. And then you just nail it again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Flames might. Well, I think they will probably still add another guy. That, like, I don't know who. Like, maybe maybe even just like an older guy like Paul Stastny would be a nice little fit, right? Like, I think the Flames still probably want to solidify the center ice position. Because, like, who knows what Monaghan's status is. Frick, dude. I don't know what Monaghan's status is. Yeah, let's, um, talk, about, let's talk about the centers because... Huberto obviously is now your one C. No, he's a he's a LW, right? Oh, he's a, he's a winger. I yep. thought he was a centerman. Okay, no. If he was All a right, centerman, so, dude, I'd literally suck Brad's dick. I don't know why I thought he was center. I thought uh, did he used to play with Barkov. He played with thought, Barkov. Yeah, I thought they ran Barkov and then Huberto one and two. No, guess not. Yeah, Barkov with Hubie. Hubie guess I don't watch Hubie. enough, uh, dude. Like honestly, games. like I. I only Huberto is a guy I only know based off of like reputation. I can't say I've ever watched. I the amount of Florida Panthers games I've watched is probably one or two. Ever you see him in, in the life. highlights. You see him in the highlights. Dude, that announcer that Huberto. Yeah. Like my only knowledge of Huberto this year is like I I was making a case that Gaudreau was way better than him, and that's the only in the Hart Trophy voting. That's the only uh, knowledge I have of Huberto. So so we're gonna have to everybody. Do your part. We got to get on um, 
what's his name? Sing. Yeah, Harner Ryan. Harner Ryan. We want a Hubie Dooby Dooby Doo. Fuck yeah. Yeah, baby. We got that has to live on. That's one of the greatest fucking goal calls, right? <sighs> okay. Um, all right. So then let's look at Lions. So if if he's uh if he's left wing, then obviously your top line is gonna be Lindholm, Huberto, and Mangiapani. Is that what people are saying? Um I think so. I like. We'll see what Daryl's fucking Daryl's. Honestly, yeah. Figure it out. If I'm looking at like based on fit right now, I think, I think we saw last year that Toffoli because we saw the Toffoli Gaudreau connection a couple times and it was kind of like tantalizing. If it's me right now and you're not adding anybody else to your roster, I would put Toffoli with those two guys and see what happens. Yeah. Um, that seems like a much more natural fit because then you could keep Backlund, Coleman, Mangiapane, which had, had a good line, right? Yeah. Um. And then you're slotting. I think it's slotting Toffoli properly too, because that mismatch with Toffoli with like whoever he was playing with never seemed to really work for yeah, him. Yeah, he was kind of like the odd man out because he because he couldn't break up the top line. Yeah. So depending on what you do with old Sean Monahan, I guess right now you slot him in at three C. Um, with Dubé uh, and that's one thing I'm looking forward to is watching Sean Monahan play hockey. Yeah, Dubé and. So I still think you want to make another addition to your forward group for sure to yeah. solidify it. Even another three C. Yeah, like you throw Paul Stasty in there. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. He's he's older, but you could probably get him on a one year deal for relatively cheap. He's still a really smart hockey player with some offensive upside. So Patrick um, would have been good too. Patrick would have been really nice. I, it would be nice if they could get a centerman though, right? That would be yeah. nice. A center with three C. Like okay, let's just. For fun's sake, let's say you sign Kadri. I don't. Let's just say if you're rolling uh, Lindholm, Huberto, on uh, Toffoli top line or Mangiapane, and then your second line is Kadri, Mangiapane, Coleman, and your third line is like Backlund, Dubé, whoever. Now you're rolling. Now you're rolling. Because still, even to this day, that that has been the freaking like hole in the Flames armor. Is that is that center ice slotting? It's never yeah. since since Monahan fell off the face of the earth. It's it's never been, and they had to move Lindholm there, dude. Even when he wasn't, yeah. Was, even he when never, he was good, it yeah. was still like fuck. We need a we need a because like for years they did the what was it? Monahan one, Backlund two, Jankowski three. Like ugh. Um, and then they move Lindholm. That it's just it's it's always been like the hole yeah. in their armor, right? It's always been a freaking like. Ah, yeah, because Monahan's always been like a borderline. He's he should be a two seat when he was good. When he was good, yeah. And Backlund's like on a good team, he's a three, he's a fucking wonderful three C, yeah. right? So you've always been a bit, bit of an issue if you could slot those guys. Yeah. So if you could get a centerman, uh, dude, I I don't obviously Cadre's not the point guy he put up this year, but he's still a great two way player. Um, if you can get a centerman who could fill bridge that gap, it doesn't have to be a one C, but if you can get a guy who's a legit two C, um, then I think you're, you're rolling pretty good. So how is Weir defensively? He's well, based on his underlying numbers, dude is a horse. Dude is now, a freaking horse. Oh, I'm excited, dude. So dude, like, I, I keep forgetting. That's what keeps putting this over the top for me. Right. Is like, okay, I'm like, fuck Huberto's good. But then I keep remembering we got Weger now. Fuck yeah, dude. So I'm curious. Let's say you sign these guys long term and you make another slight addition. 
do you have an answer for McDavid now? Well, well time will tell, but we saw the, the top line got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, they got wrecked. And this is, this is, we're just the best line in hockey last season, regular season. Great in both ends of the ice, got absolutely destroyed by McDavid. I think I mean, adding, I think adding Weger helps because I know Daryl is still like a big, um, <clears throat> matching D against forward lines as opposed to lines against lines. So I think Weger fills something they've been right because you you lost Brody you you lost Hamilton you lost three elite defensemen in the last three years and yeah you got things back for like Hamilton but they never have addressed the the dwindling blue line until they got Weger so I think that's huge in terms of the McDavid shutdown factor. Um, I don't know who he's going to play with, but like the dude is an elite, he's an elite skating defenseman who's great in his own zone. So I think that's a huge, huge addition. I st- obviously, I don't think it's enough to deal with what McDavid did to you in the playoffs. Right. Now, if you're Brad, would you rather tinker and, and work on the, the mid six or would you rather tinker and bring in how much does Jacob Slavin make? Uh, a lot, I think. A lot. Could you bring in another guy that's can play shutdown minutes? Who would you rather have? Another guy to buttress the D and make your D just like, holy fuck, that's yeah. seriously good defensive corpse? Or would you rather bring in a guy that can play, you know, two-way hockey? I think you'd probably still rather bring in a forward. <clears throat> I think so too. Yeah. It, it might depend on how healthy Tanev is. Um, because again, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're Tanev, missing, you're missing Tanev for the first quarter of yeah. the season. If Tanev's, if Tanev's out, then it's still a little chintzy. Cause then what do you go? You go Hannafin, Anderson, Shillington, Wegar, um, Zadorov X. So that's where it gets like, okay, that X with that's where it's like, I don't know. So, I mean, if you could solidify the D a little bit more, you probably wouldn't mind doing that. Um, in its full form, though, with Tanev healthy, that's a great, that's a great defensive uh, group of six. Though, if Rasmus Anderson can uh, continue to uh, not be terrible, because like you forget how freaking terrible he was the year before this year. Um, well, you got to think he's gonna have a similar season. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll be fine. Like it's just, it's just the Oilers thing is so weird, right? It's like because it was weird how they beat us. It was weird that they just like the flames. It, it was just weird. It's like, I can't put my finger on like, okay, well, what could they have done better against McDavid? You know, like, what do you do against that guy? Like, who would you bring in ideally up front or on the blue line to deal with Connor McDavid this upcoming year? If you have to play him in the playoffs, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer to that. Well, Makar and fucking Taze was a pretty yeah, good that's answer. that's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I think there is a lot of similarities between Uyghur and Taves. I think Taves obviously younger on a way better deal. Is he younger? He might be similar age, but I think Uyghur is a good comparable to Taves. It's like that's a guy who's massively underrated because he doesn't put up huge counting stats, but is a really really solid defenseman. So, I think that's a huge. I think that's a huge get for the Flames in terms of what Daryl wants his team to do. Because like, like he's one of the, he's a fantastic transition guy. Just looking at some of his numbers, like, and to to put him into a Daryl Sutter team is just like I think a fucking masterstroke. Sweet. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I honestly, I don't never watched the guy. Dude, yeah, no, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be talking about like, yes, here's what we can do next year, as opposed to like, fuck, do we have so to fucked. rebuild? Do we have to rebuild? Uh... Yeah. If we do, just pull the bandit off. Let's get over with. Is Weger <sighs> so Weger? Who's gonna be? They're probably gonna keep brass on the PPA. I freaking. Or is Weger? Is Weger a PP guy? I put Weger there. I'd put him there. I'm curious to see what kind of impact uh, Huberto has on the on the power play because he is. Um, he's got a he- pass- he's got a heavier shot than Johnny. Well, and his passing game is 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 probably oh, yeah. one of the biggest strengths to what he brings, right? I think him and Gaudreau, if you exclude McDavid, he and Gaudreau are the two best playmakers in the league. Wow, I think, dude, I can't wait to get. I, well, we have we got jerseys gifted to us. Yeah. Oh fuck and, yeah! Thanks and and waiting. Josh. Thanks, Josh. Well, dude, waiting. I was thinking about this the other night. I was like, fuck, is this depressing? Because I, I have a yes. couple, I have a couple blank jerseys, and I'm like, yes. what am I what am I gonna get now? I guess I could get poor Lindholm, but like, ugh, this is sad. Dude, I was just gonna leave it blank. Now I'm getting a Hubie on there like instantly. 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 I'm just gonna look up who had the most primaries. I'm pretty sure Huberto led the league in total assists last year. He had like 80. It was freaking crazy. Um, I just want to see how many he had 85 assists last year. I, I do think a lot of them were um PP secondaries, but I'm just gonna okay. take a quick look. You gotta think that he helps the power play out. And then let's say you have to fully on PP one. Cause that's the other thing too, is like Matthew Kachuk wasn't really that great of a power play guy. Either was Johnny. Well, it's just the thing with Johnny is like he can't really do much other than like right with his skill set. He it's it's just when the, the way the flames are running it, it was just way too one dimensional. It's like hey, Gaudreau, it, it yeah. seemed to me, Johnny, get out there and like make a seam pass. And then well, yeah, because the thing is, like you're you're playing stationary hockey, yeah. right? You're setting up. That's not Johnny's forte. Exactly. He needs to be coming down the ice and you know doing delays and shit. Okay, well, I just fucking hope. The power play is better because Prime, primary people. assist leaders last year, Jonathan Huberto, number one with 53, Johnny Gaudreau, number two with 52. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And I mean, if you look over the last five years, I know that's kind of being a bit cherry picky because Johnny had probably his two roughest years in the, in the COVID, uh, in the under COVID, Jeff Ward under Jeff Ward there. Under I like it, it was fucking hilarious. Cause uh, Johnny goes on Tim and Sid or not Sid, Tim and friends or whatever the other day. And his quote that kind of like pulled at everybody's heartstrings was, um, I don't have any bad memories in Calgary because there were none. And everyone's like, boy, that dude freaking is just totally forgetting the Jeff Ward years. eh? he's just shoved that so far down. That was fucking terrible, dude. Um, okay. So yeah, primary assist leaders over the past five years, Jonathan Huberto is seventh. Johnny Goudreau's eighth. So we're getting Johnny. Nice work, Brad. Bigger version of Johnny. This it's like unbelievable, dude. I'm, somebody, somebody said Daryl is gonna just say when Huberto shows up for camp, I was like, oh Johnny, you grew a bit, eh? <laughs> nice. That's great. <laughs> Love it. Okay, we gotta know what number he's gonna wear. So yeah, what what's your guess? I feel like he might. I don't know if he'd take 13. Dude, he should. 
he, he should take. Just, ni- I feel like he just should take a troll, 19. man. Just a troll. I feel like he should take nineteen. I kind of hope he wears like a weird like seventies or nineties number. It's I like those weird. weird numbers, like because he was wearing eleven before. It probably was seventy-one, dude. Yeah, go seventy-one would be a sweet. Put your put, yeah, seventy-one nine, would be good. See, ninety-one would be sweet, but like Yarncroft just wore it, so it's not as cool as I would hope. Or he should go ninety-eight just to fuck with Connor. We have to fit in a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. There's lots of good stuff going on this summer. There's UFC two seventy-six this upcoming weekend. Whether you're a Blue Jays fan. MMA, golf, everything. You can use DraftKings same game parlay spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. Your betting options are endless. At this rate, you might even be able to bet if Connor McDavid and his girlfriend are break up. I'm pretty sure that's not available yet, but maybe in the future one day. We can only hope. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to a thousand bucks. Promo code is THPN, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. That'd be kind of hilarious. Fucking funny. I think 71 would be sweet. 71 would be amazing. All right, well, let's uh, let's close the chapter on Johnny, right? Um, you just mentioned the letter. The other probably most notable thing that he said was he was ready to sign long-term the, the year prior. Him and his wife were shopping for houses. So Brad had the opportunity to do it, didn't. Um, I know you were reaming him out for that because it looked like fucking we were just watching the slow, slow death of this thing. But anything else from from Johnny's Johnny's letter? Like I read that thing, I'm like, yeah, fully forgiven. Yeah. I can't stay mad at this guy. Dude. Well, given my uh, given my like love for the guy anyways i was kind of feeling that stuff already more so than anybody just because i have such a soft spot for the little little mf so i was kind of feeling that already i honestly got a little choked up reading it it was kind of like you know eight years of just watching this guy play just that's how kind of how i felt all the time but like you know you read it you factor into the fact that you know his dad had that health scare a few years ago like that changes shit for you um, and the other thing is too, is like reading it is like, you can tell this guy couldn't make up his mind, right? Yeah, like yeah. he couldn't, he, he, if he was married to somebody else, he would have come back here was kind of my takeaway. Like he legitimately couldn't make up his mind for better and for worse. Like the dude couldn't figure it out. And to me, between him and Kachuk, I was always thinking, yeah, Johnny will come back over Kachuk. Cause you know, Kachuk, like dude is dude is hockey royalty. Dude is like. Too, kind of like too big time for, for us, essentially, is kind of how I felt. Like, Johnny's different. Johnny's just like from a working class family, just like, yeah, I'll do whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. I'm glad he wrote the letter. I think it really... Uh, well, it gives you closure because you had it, none. Because that, yeah, that was the problem, I think, for most people. No closure. No way to emotionally close that chapter. It just felt like the rug got pulled, pulled out from under you. So, um yeah, I, I think Johnny's going to be happy, and I'm happy for the little MF, but I'm even more happy now that Hubert is here, dude. Well, that, dude, I honestly, I just, whenever we start talking about all this shit again, it's like fucking Huberto, fucking yeah. Huberto. That's but, what makes this even, that's what makes well, this yeah, able to move on. Because if, if this was the slow death of this current fucking phase of Carrier Flame success, and you know, because a lot of people were like, I'm booing Johnny. 
that motherfucker. But since the letter, since Kachuk decides now this, now you can replace, you have replacements because it's going to be as fun as it was watching Johnny is going to be fun watching Johnny thin new Johnny hockey. How's yeah, the new John, Johnny 2.0 <laughs> Jonathan, right? He's going to be a pleasure to watch. I know it. Yeah. It's going to be he, fun. Yeah. He's going to be like, okay, again, being a guy who loves Johnny, Goudreau, I think Huberto is going to be a guy who a lot more flames fans who kind of like, aren't like me, a lot more Albertans and people who watch the flames will like Kate. That's a, that's a Calgary flames guy, right? Like, that's a guy who, and again, who if he signs, yes, I'll say all this. But he just seems to have the temperament and be the kind of like guy who I think a lot more Flames fans who maybe didn't like Gaudreau as much as we did will gravitate to. Like, if he signs, he's going to be a, a freaking legend in this city. So um, I think that's what makes this pretty fucking cool. But I, I don't know. The, the letter was great for from Johnny. Like, I, I honestly kind of felt bad for him because of all the shit he was getting. Um, so I'm glad to see people read the letter and kind of saw where he was coming from. And uh, I know it still pisses a lot of people off that he didn't know what he wanted to do, but I mean, that's just kind of Johnny Gaudreau to me. It's like, he had no idea what he wanted to do and he really did struggle with that decision. Yeah. Like he, uh, he, he liked it in Calgary. Like he, he would have yeah. stayed here at the end of the sense of a different, at the end of the end of the day, he deserves a standing ovation when he comes back. Exactly. And like that, now, that's, yeah. after the letter, and now Flames fans have someone else to replace what he he left. I I think he'll probably get it now. Like I think, yeah. Because before those two things, the letter and now this trade, yeah. I I I'm <laughs> not not sure if he was going to be that welcome back, but. He deserves one, and I think he'll probably get one. Yeah, he deserves one, and I, I know everybody thinks, like, oh, Murray Edwards is kind of pissed at him and shit, but it's like, if you look at it over the past eight years, the Flames, you, you forget how bad that, like, kind of, like, tail end of the Aginla era was, right? Where it's like, they should have traded him, and they didn't, and they just fucking sucked. And then they traded him, and then they still sucked. It was like, it was kind of, like, similar to what we just saw when we lost Johnny. And Kachuk, it was just kind of like, oh man, this is just gonna suck. And then this little tiny MF comes out of nowhere and like freaking takes the city by storm. Like, I don't think it's an understatement to say he did. He didn't save the franchise, but he kind of did. He revitalized it. He totally revitalized uh, an entire new generation of fans. So, well, and we're still the revitalization continues on now. Right. It was almost like that was it felt like that was it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But now it, it was going back a, to Young Guns era. Is yeah, what it felt the, like. the baton has been passed to Jonathan 2.0. Yeah. Johnny 2.0. And dude, it's, it's kind of cool to have a, I, the Flames have never really had like a French Canadian star. Right. Like maybe Guy Chouinard back in the day, but Alex Tangy. Yeah. Tangs. But like, I'm pretty stoked. Now you compare that to Chucky. I don't. I wasn't seeing any Chucky hate going around. I think everybody was just too fucking depressed to yeah. to be angry. Well, it was kind of like it was kind of like the 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 Gaudreau one was the the emotional one because like it was the first like that first punch in the face is like the worst one, and you just <laughs> keep taking them, and you're like whatever, just beat the yeah, shit out I, of me. I don't, I, got, I, I don't feel anything any, anymore. Yeah, it's like whatever. Do what you want with me. Yeah, <laughs> but. It's a fair question. How will fans respond when Chucky comes back? I honestly have no problem with it anymore. I don't know. Weirdly enough, 
I mean, hey, he was my favorite player since Iggy. Do you know what I mean? But I kind of get all the circumstances. I don't blame him for not wanting to sign. Um, I do wish him success. I'll be keeping tabs on him and Benny now. But sucks to see him go. But I think I'm, I don't know, I'm weirdly yeah. okay with it. It's, it is weird because it mega sucks because guys like that are like so one in a million. Well, regardless of what you think of his, of his like on ice skill set, like he's just such a freaking character. Like you don't get guys like that, you know, like how many Johnny Joe revitalized the fan, the, the organization, how many like, moments hockey nhl wide yeah, moments yeah. Has matthew kachuk been responsible for for the past five years like exactly. you can think of like five immediately like the between the legs overtime winner the whole stay off the tracks thing the shit where he fought blake we like you just so many like to, to lose a guy who's like such a marketable star does suck i think i think he'll get just a He'll get a nice little tribute video and a response video. I think at the end of the day, Chuck will probably kind of be like, I don't want to say Brett Hall because that's maybe a little much, but it's like in 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you'll look be looking at his hockey DB and being like, holy shit, yeah, Calgary drafted him. Oh, yeah, I remember he played there for like five years. And it'll kind of be like a, a distant but very fond memory. Although the memories that he did make that you're rattling off, it might – People are never going to forget that, dude. You're ne- you're never going to forget. Like, even it, it's kind of sucks because you wish he had like more playoff moments, right? More like big stage moments. Um, but dude, you're never going to forget where you were when he fucking creamed Zach Hat. Like that. That was that's legendary. Guy, yeah, that, the guy was... single handedly restored the Battle of Alberta. Yes, hundred percent. Johnny restored the franchise. Chucky restored the Battle of Alberta. You're welcome, Edmonton. Like, do you remember those two? It wasn't weeks? McDavid. Yeah, it wasn't McDavid at all. It was Kachuk. And it's going to suffer now that he's gone for sure. Um, yeah, but it was kind of already. It was getting out of hand already. And it was fizz- it was dying down. But, I yeah. mean, those, those two weeks before the – this was before COVID. But, like, the, remember those two or three weeks? So, the, the goalie fight game happens. Or no, the stay off the track stuff happens. And this was like all in a three-week period in February or January. I can't remember. Um, but Chucky does the thing with Cassian on Hawking Night in Canada. I remember being there. How about the, you didn't even throw any of the Doughty shit. Oh, exactly. The Drew Doughty shit. Like, come on. This kid is just a stud. But like, do you remember how insane those three works were against the Oilers? Yes. Stay off, you have stay off the tracks. Then you have the rematch. So Cassian gets suspended for like a game. And then he's back for the rematch. The buildup to that game where him and Chuck fight and Chucky's going like the more people told me I I don't I shouldn't fight him. The more I wanted to fight him. He fights him. It's like freaking fight night. Like the anticipation for those three games in the goalie fight game was the next game was like unbelievable. It was just crazy, man. Yeah, it was. That's got to be the most memorable like three weeks of a regular season. I can I can remember. We might have to do a, a top. You know what? We're gonna have yeah, to we do have probably to. A, absolutely a top ten Johnny moments and Chucky yeah. moments. We'll have to do. Holy fuck! Okay, last question for you. Um, with Johnny already gone, we're we're just saying we gotta fucking take it for what it is. We lost him at free agency, and the only 
only positive thing out of that is the cap space. That's it. You would have much rather have the assets come back in return. But um, so that's still a big loss and a big L in Brad Living's fucking. Well, uh, the fact he didn't list. he didn't sign him last offseason. Like, because what if you could have traded Kachuk for Huberto and had Huberto and Gaudreau on your team this year? Exactly. But with Johnny off the table, if you're just looking at Huberto and Kachuk, would you rather? You got to take the age into consideration. Yeah. Would you rather have Chucky locked up long term or have Huberto locked up? Because what's he going to be locked up for five, six, or is he going to want fucking max? He's probably going to want max given his age. Like this is his last chance to cash in. So between the two players, if you oh, had man, fuck right off. Given the age, I still, if I, over the, over the next eight years, and I get he's got skating issues, but like given that he's only 24, I would probably still take a chalk at his number like right now. Yep. But that's totally in a vacuum. That's not in the context of what's actually going on. Player, player for player. And that's why Flo- that's how, why how Florida about, made this trade, right? That's why. How about this? Yeah, exactly. How about this? If you could sign either player to a three-year contract right now for the exact same dollar amount, who are you, who are you picking? Dude, that's tough. I think still I'm going Chuck because he's just right in his prime right now. Um but I could be swayed either way. And that's, that's just the fact that I know Chuck and I've watched him play for five, six years. And I know, I know what he can do. I'm not totally in the know of like Huberto's skill set all around. So maybe I'm off, but like, and And how happy are you that you can actually, we can actually look forward to watching this team. Yeah. It's fine. It's like, what a relief, dude. Oh, fuck. What a relief. I like how Brad always waits to do his business. Like, it's like, I've been waiting to rip him, And it's like, He's doing nothing, doing nothing, doing nothing. I'm like, fuck, I got to rip this guy. Rip him. It's like two minutes later, he makes a huge trade. Blockbuster. Just when I think couldn't be any dumber. You go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. <laughs>